What's good, y'all? Welcome to the BLS Podcast, a.k.a. the Biggest Little Sportscast. I'm your host, Kenny. I'm here with my co-hosts, Matt and Jerry. What's up? What's up? Uh, I figure we start with the MVP award races, if that's cool with y'all. Or not even MVP, we could start with the lower ones, too. Yeah, I think we could talk about, like, just the main, I don't, I don't know, even, like, ten players in the league, in my opinion, anyways. <coughs> based so on kinda like how they're doing and their record and stuff like that, you... Okay, Probably so like first couple All NBA teams, basically. Yeah, I think I think we should go regardless of position. Though. So you think MVP has to deal with the record too? For like, sure, that's yeah. how that's how it's 100%. been throughout history. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say the top three in my opinion right now are definitely Giannis, Luca, and Embiid for sure. I would put Giannis in there. I would put Embiid for sure. I would put doing lately. I would put Jokic in there. Not mm-hmm. with not necessarily so much with team success, but if you take Jokic off that team, they're they're that horrible. Dookie, that's huh? a very good point. <laughs> The Dookie. <laughs> I definitely think we don't. We can't. I don't know. I don't think we can say this list without including Devin Booker, though. He may not be the highest mm. on the scoring list and that mm. kind of stuff, but he. I mean, he's on. He's the best player on the best team in the league for sure. And I mean, the way it's traditionally Storks been voted, like best player on the best team is usually yeah. the one that wins it. So that's my MVP, bro. D book. Yep. I think so. Right. Yeah, I'd say he's definitely. In the th- I, he's got to be in the top three. I'd say I'd put him above Luca. Then, in my eyes, honestly. For MVP race, I would yeah. say that. I think Luca recently entered the MVP race because he's been cooking. Yeah, D- Dallas was low in the standings, and then they moved all. They're like they're third right now, or they're close to third. John Morant's in there too, isn't he? He should be anyways. He's averaging damn near twenty eight, and they're what second in the West, right? Yeah, he yeah, should be for in the sure. West, Fifty five and twenty four. That's got to be one of their best seasons they've ever had in franchise history. For the, I think for Jaw, the reason people have talked about him less is because they've just been so successful without him over the past month or so. Yeah, yeah that's He's true. Hurt, huh? They've got a good mm-hmm. team around him. Because I think once Jaw went down and they were still, like, I think they have a ridiculous record over the past month without Jaw. So I think that's kind of took him out of the MVP conversation a little bit. But he definitely deserves to be discussed in there. He'd, he'd go down the youngest? He'd be younger than D-Rose? He might, yeah. I didn't, I didn't even look into that. I want to say Devin Burger's what or or John Morant's what like twenty one? He yeah, twenty two. This is his sophomore yeah. year, right? He was a yeah. rookie last year. He's Good. crazy. Bro. He was nineteen when he got drafted, right? He was a f- f- what a freshman at Murray State, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ja, I would de- I would put Jaw towards of of like the seven players that I think are in the conversation. I would put Jaw towards the bottom, not as far as how good he is, because I think he's better than a lot of the guys mm-hmm. in front of him. But just because their team success without him does hurt his MVP case a little bit. And I definitely do think that with the whole Booker case, like you were saying, or to add on to what you were saying about Booker being your MVP, Matt, I definitely do think the fact that this is their best record they've ever had in franchise history, I believe, right? This is definitely yeah. a year that he should probably be taking home that trophy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would not be mad if, if D-Book took it home. Yeah, I not saw at all. I saw something on SportsCenter, bro, like, they said, like, oh, they eliminated the Lakers, and then he, like, commented, he's like, bro, why didn't you guys mention that we got, like, the franchise record or whatever? Yeah, oh, yeah. They, 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 just, they always just got to talk about the mm-hmm. Lakers. That's yeah. what he said. Yeah. I mean, as a LeBron fan, even, uh, I'm very, you know, I'm very aware of the fact that <laughs> ESPN de- nev- definitely never shuts the hell up about anything LeBron, LeBron, LeBron related. Um, like today, I, all I've seen on Twitter, I don't know if you guys, but all I can see is him talking about him and wanting to play with Bronny. I'm like, okay, ESPN, you don't need to post about it four times. They're going to be talking about him all the time. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I mean, when you have a generational talent, like, it makes sense. Like, it, you got to talk about him. Like, that's how you're going to get the clicks and the views mm-hmm. and everything. I think right now on the MVP tracker, ESPN has Jokic in first. Really? Which, which is interesting to me because. 
and they could fall to the plane still, mm-hmm. right? Like yep. if they lose two of their last three, Minnesota wins two of their last three or three of the, all three of their last three. Like Minnesota can take that spot from them. So they but lost I, last night. Who Denver? Oh yeah, yeah, they did. They did. San Antonio. They did lose last last night. You're right. Yeah. Yep. And that. Yep. They had a NBA. The official NBA.com has Giannis at two, which I know we were talking about D book, but I think I would. <laughs> I think I would take Giannis as my MVP. I mean, in fairness, I feel like we we didn't really talk about him much when we were doing the initial list that I had brought up because I, f- I feel like, you know, it's kind of getting to the whole, you know, how we kind of talk about LeBron James in this kind of sense where, like, when he was on that 10-year run of just being the best hands-down player in the league, but he only won the MVP, like, three times when he could have won it all 10 of those years kind of thing. It's kind of coming to the point where, like, yeah, we kind of just expect this from Giannis. And, like, even... I don't know. I think even compared to last year, I feel like he was better last year. So, in, which is crazy considering he's still averaging twenty nine point nine, so thirty points per game. Uh, what is how many rebounds is that? Eleven point six rebounds and five and six assists. Yeah, ridiculous. Stats. And and they're they're and likely blocks. Yeah, yeah. And looking at like the the um, like where the standings are, they're likely going to finish as as the second seed in the East. And it, they almost have looked like they've been coasting for a lot of the season too. So for him to be, for him to be on a coming off a championship, still putting up the numbers he's putting up, dominating on each end of the floor, they're gonna be the second seed in the East. Like I, I think I would give it to Giannis. I, I get voter fatigue and everything, but and it definitely does add into the fact that I do think he, sh- he's definitely should be higher. You know, talk or definitely more talked about, even though he definitely is one of the most talked about players in the league. I mean, he's a freak of nature. <coughs> I do think that he should be talked about more, not only for the f- or for MVP, not only for the fact that he, you know, is easily the best player in the league currently. He's also number one on the list for defensive player of the year as well. So not only is he dominating Damn. by far on offense, he's also dominating on defense at his position, able to guard one through five with ease. I mean, he's got to be the quickest-footed big man I've seen in a long time. That's the craziest part is you can put him on Luka. You can put him on <laughs> Embiid. You can put him on Braun. Like, there's nobody you can't put him on. And Steph can't shoot over him. Exactly. Yeah. And his closeouts are ridiculous. Like, I was watching the the Dallas and Milwaukee game the other day, and Luca was hunting Giannis on the mismatch just to keep Giannis from closing out on the three point shooters. Like the fact that that's part of the game plan where you you want to put Giannis on Luca just to avoid his closeouts. Like that just shows how much ground he can cover and how fast he can cover it. So I I had a couple. Um just like kind of honorable mentions in my opinion that should just be mentioned anyways uh, of the winning teams that are like you know of the better teams in the league I do think Jason Tatum needs to be talked about yeah ESPN um, had or not ESPN uh, NBA.com has him fourth yeah NBA.com yeah, has him fourth? fourth okay that's that's good I was gonna say because they're what second in they're second in the east they he's averaging 27 a game most um, dominant defense in years gotta say him, and, him and Jalen Brown are oh scary goodness. on a good night on a good night for the two of them, they are scary to play against. That duo is almost unstoppable at certain times. Um, I think that's a great person that, that should be should definitely be fourth on the list, if not higher. You know, it's just kind of one of those years where there's a lot of players doing really damn well. Um, yeah, it's it's a seven man race. Like it's one hundred. It's crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. I think. Steph is doing amazing. Obviously, I mean, it's Steph damn Curry. I mean, he's only averaging out of all the players I have listed here, he's averaging the least. But he, you know is by far doing, you know, what he should be doing. And he's 30, what, 33 years old now, 34 years old. Yeah. Still doing a really good job at 20, you know. We're I mean, we're in a league with 36-year-old LeBron James averaging 30.3 points per game. Uh, 
which was eight leading rebounds the league. and six and assists. I, and I he's thirty six. I thought Curry was going to take it. I thought he was going to get MVP yeah, this year. Besides the freaking nature of LeBron, I do think that Curry performing like this at his age, especially after all the injuries he's had recently, he's doing damn well in my opinion. I, I would agree. I think Curry's had a great season. The only reason I, I would take him out of the MVP race at this point is. He the huge, hurt, right? well, he got hurt for one, yeah, and then the huge slump that he had that mm-hmm. took his numbers way down. Yeah, but that's the nice thing about having a Clay Thompson on your team, though. You know what I mean? It's a nice cushion to fall back on. I definitely will say that the, you know, Golden State's success this year has definitely been in part to him being back. Um, but yeah, and then he's I'll, still hurt, right? Steph, Steph yeah. might be out early, yeah. like into the first round of yeah. the playoffs. And they don't is, really that know. is a good point. He is also still hurt. Yeah. What's his injury right now? I, I don't know. But I, it's something leg related. Brain. It was uh, something leg related, yeah. Trey Young's doing amazing as always, but the you know he's down because his team sucks. Uh, <laughs> John Collins is not performing nearly as high as I thought he would be this year. I thought he would be getting around twenty, but he's only averaging what, barely over sixteen. They're so bad on defense. Um, I think that's the main problem with I, them. I agree, and there's no one really like no one averaging more than sixteen besides Trey averaging twenty eight point two. Yeah. And then obviously Luca averaging you know point one more than he is. That's a good pick for that. Um, there's a lot, bro. There's, there's so many. Honestly, yeah. the really big dark horse, in my opinion, that has brought this team out of the dirt. We're talking one of the perennial teams of all time, with the greatest player of all time is their franchise player. Um, De- DeMar DeRozan is unbelievable this year. He's been great. And I, Zach Levine is doing fantastic as well. He's number 13 in the points rankings right now with 24. 4.7, but DeMar DeRozan averaging 28.2. Yeah. That's insane. Especially in the fourth quarter. And I remember there was that that time during the season where everyone was losing their mind. He hit the back-to-back uh, game-winning oh, yeah, threes yeah, like yeah. two days in a row. Yeah. Only yeah, I was going to say his three-point percentage is up this year, like a mm-hmm. lot from last year. Is it not? I think it's a 35. Yeah, 35% this year. Should have been a Laker. He should have <laughs> been a Laker. <laughs> That's a conversation <laughs> for the frustrations of this season later on. Yeah. I I would take him out of the MVP conversation now towards the end just because Chicago dropped all the way from two to six. They did, yeah. If we're putting if we're talking all NBA teams, DeRozan deserves a spot somewhere. I, Whichever team you put him on. I gotta agree with you on the fact because they dropped from two to six and they kinda had a like a little, you know, like slump between like the last couple games. Yeah, but they're four and six in the last ten. And their like, record's awful against good teams. But the thing is is them being <laughs> like, six is that we're talking about two, three, and four are all forty nine and thirty. Yeah, they're all tied. So you know, you got five is forty six and thirty three with Toronto, and then six is the you know the forty five and thirty four Bulls. But at the same time, you know that is a tight race between two and six. The whole East has been tight all and season. They don't have a chance to get back on top anymore at this point because there's only three games left. They can only get you know forty five wins, but. Who's it looking like if they go into playoffs right now, though? Uh, so if the playoffs started today with the play-ins, it'd be Hornets, Hawks, Nets, Cavs. And then uh, it'd be Heat versus whoever wins out of the Hawks-Hornets. Chicago Celt- would play Milwaukee, Matt. Celtics. Milwaukee? Oh, yeah. Milwaukee's probably going to beat Boston on Thursday, saying that as a Celtics fan. So I yeah. think it's probably going to be Boston-Chicago. The Milwaukee time. Bucks are the bane of the Boston Celtics existence. Oh, I'm still taking Boston. I, oh yeah, I, I was Boston. talking. I was talking to Rob Will the other day, and I was like, "Bro, I feel like Boston could either with Rob Williams. I feel like they could sweep Chicago, but without Rob, I'd give it five, yeah, six, five games. That was a that's a tough injury. And that Lonzo's really is a gone. tough injury. He was he's the anchor of the defense. If not one hundred percent, if not Marcus Smart, he deserves consideration for Defensive Player of the Year because he's he's leading in I a lot of different. Smart metrics. for sure. I think I don't think they'll give it to a perimeter player, but 
No. I would give it to Marcus Smart this year. Just and maybe it's a biased thing, but just yeah. watching him actually, like he can guard one through yeah. five even though he's six four. Which so is actually, crazy. That's small. Which is crazy. Like to guard big like he can you can put him on the post and Joel Embiid and he'll hold his own and that's crazy from a six four guard. So I'm but Lonzo's hurt the, too, though, right? He's done. Yeah, Lonzo's, Lonzo's he's hurt. Done, yeah, so. that's a big. That's kind of you know, that's a big, uh, you know, I like pain for them. But at I the same time, it. it has been the Zach Levine and Demar Derozan show and plugging in. Mm-hmm. Who's their backup point guard for that team? For Boston? No, for this. Is uh, it Kobe White? Oh, Bulls. Chicago Al- Caruso oh, or so Kobe White? Yeah, Caruso or Kobe, Kobe White. White. Either way, they can run an offense. Kobe, I mean, Alex Caruso's. I like that. You know, he's played with the. You know, the best of the best in LeBron James. He's won a championship with them, all those kinds of things. And in the playoffs, like, the game slows down. It becomes a very half-court game. And DeRozan seems to be their primary ball handler in the half-court anyway. So Defense is different. Their defense has been very bad since Caruso got hurt. But he's back now. So So it's actually funny. The leading defensive player of the year candidates, they actually have Rob Williams and Marcus Smart listed together. Interesting. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, like I said, I would... If Rob didn't get hurt, I would probably lean towards Rob. But with Rob hurt, like, if you look at the stats just since the All-Star break, they have statistically one of the best defenses ever. That's and a, so yeah, I'm like, that's do. that that's a big swing point towards. That's the guy we were talking about. Rob Williams? Yeah. yeah that's him. And he just got hurt when we were talking about him? Uh-huh. Oh, I, I really got to say, too, he's, for a, what, third-year player? Kid's fantastic. Dude, he's one of the best rim protectors in the league. Amazing rim runner. Like, he he's really freaking good. If he if he ever develops like a mid range, like it's gonna be tough. Like I'm calling it, <laughs> calling a probably 24 year old man a kid. That's uh, a 22 year old. But uh, yeah, no, they have uh, Michael Bridges is pretty high up in there as well. And then you know we have the usual boring, you know, Frenchy, uh, uh, Rudy Gobert. Rudy, Rudy. Yeah, always in the mix. We can't he's been in the Rudy mix. Bro, for, I hate Rudy so much. I don't hate <laughs> him, but we can't give him a fourth one. I, Not I, I don't. He doesn't don't, deserve the other ones. He I, does, but he, he we can't give him a fourth. I got to add into Matt's point there. He, you may him. hate Rudy Gobert. <laughs> I don't hate him necessarily, um, but I, I got to say he is easily the most boring basketball player of all time, in my opinion. I can't stand watching him play. He just stands in the middle and waves his arms around. I'm dropping 20 on him, Kenny. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> might have, oh, man. Might I don't know if you'd out. even be able to shoot the ball against him, man. I'm not going to he, lie. He's up there, right? He's seven foot. There's a reason that? he's yeah. the defensive player of the yeah, year candidate yeah. all the time. I mean, this would be his fourth one if he won this year. He's won three. Which is I the mean, all-time record, which is why I'm it saying is. we and can't give it to him because I the feel one like there's that? better defenders. What's the one before that? I think the record before that, or he's tied with Dwight, right? Dwight has three? Dwight has three, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, I mean, and in fairness, even people will think about that, but go back to that, and they'll be like, "Oh man, he can, we can't believe he has the record." Kind of thing. That's Dwight, damn Howard. <laughs> but like uh, at the same time, it's also like I don't know, man. Like I feel like people give him a lot of slack. So I feel like at the same time, I feel like we're also gonna be looking back on this in ten years and be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to give him a lot of shit." But Rudy Gobert was a very good center. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the guy had the arms of. <laughs> I, I can't. I do the Elastic hey. Man, like or like Mr. Fantastic. Like, come on, man. The guy's arms are ridiculous. Healthy AD would have been a candidate. I disagree. I disagree. I'm gonna. <laughs> have not to that AD. Not, not that he can't play and defense. It's, I, it's not even because he's not. It's because I doubt his defensive ability. Because he's one, obviously one of the best defensive players in the league. It's just the fact that he was definitely when he wasn't hurt this year. He was more focused on offense and was kind of seemed like he was a little bit more. I think kind of following the LeBron route of laying back a little bit on defense. And I love LeBron, but we all know he does that. That that also, but like I was gonna say, like, I feel like your defensive success as a team 
plays a big part in it, and I don't think the Lakers would have had yeah. a good enough defense. Not at all. And, and, and what were you honest, gonna say, Matt? Oh, nah, just upset that they fell apart, bro. Man, <laughs> can we get? We'll get into that. We'll get into that later. I think right now we've kind of uh, we've kind of fallen off the rails a little bit. So let's oh, get like okay. a little, let's get a little back into uh, so, into some structure. So, so who's your MVP though? Exactly. Yeah. Officially, yeah. Jerry, you first. Who's your MVP and why? Um, I'm gonna hold probably. I'm, I, I kind of have it between Giannis and Booker just because Giannis is a god and Booker is the best player on the best team in the league. But just considering the records, you know, in total with the, you know, the the Bucks being 49-30 right now, you know, with three games left in the season and, the you know, the Suns being a ridiculous 63-13 and 13, or 63-16, and 16, I, I got to give it to Booker. Okay. I mean, the hey, guy's averaging a ton of points either. on the best team in the league and he's looking like – he is the guy. He's a really great playmaker too. When Chris Paul goes to the bench, playmaker. like he's his improvements there are wild because he used to be just a scorer. So. Yeah, and I, I think him playing with Chris Paul and the Suns getting Chris Paul was a great move, not only just for the team and like their their play, their play, like their plays ability, mm-hmm. like what plays they can use, kind of thing. I think adding him into any kind of offense makes your team automatically better and smarter on offense. But I do think it made Devin Booker, like you were saying, a better player overall as well. Even without him, bro, they're still they're still a solid yeah. team. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Chris Paul didn't even play all the games this season, right? And how when you think uh-huh. play? when you think about their top three defense too, like Devin Booker is a part of that. Like people don't yep. people don't look at him as a good defender, but he's been really good this year. He has been fantastic this year. Curious. All right, Matt. Your, your MVP and why? I got D Book or Giannis, and I'm gonna go with Giannis. Okay. I, I, two minutes ago, I said D Book, but now that I think about it, if they both meet each other in the finals, I think Giannis gonna do it again and take it. So I, I was gonna it. say he'll do the exact okay. same yeah, thing again. I got Giannis last year. taking it. Yeah, one on one. I mean, obviously, well, well, yeah, Giannis, but, but I got the, yeah. He's my MVP. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna echo that, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna say Giannis. I think Devin Booker is. Good deserving, yeah, he's very deserving. But I'm, I'm gonna echo you and say Giannis just because he's so dominant on both ends of the it's a floor. Freak, yeah, man. Like, what are the most important things of basketball? Offense, defense, rebounding, and he gives you elite level on all of those categories. He's a passer too. Yeah, he, people, people him. underestimate. Like when they double on him, like he, he can. You he's positioned out, and I think he worked. He like, he changed his game a little on that part. Like, mm-hmm. he, he for looks sure. for his players more. For sure. And he's definitely opened the space up on the floor as well with his ability to actually shoot mid-ranges this year as well. His mid-range has been really good. He's been fantastic. Comparison to previous years. Yeah, well, yeah. I was going to say, it's not like, you know, the greatest mid-range shooter in the league. We're not talking about, like, watching DeMar DeRozan, a player straight out of the 80s here, which I will say DeMar DeRozan is straight out of the 80s, mid-range king. But I think DeMar and D-Book, D-Book got a nice mid-range. Yeah, and just, just even him backing up six, seven feet to take a mid-range shot opens up the floor for somebody else to cut. And I think this year is actually his assist averages have been up as well, haven't they, because of that? And he's been able to get find open looks for players on cuts and stuff like that, and it really helps their offense a lot. Yeah. His three-point percentage is up there. His he's better he's a better three point shooter this year and he but he's taking tougher yeah. ones too like I've he seen him he is taking tough threes I've seen him take pull up threes which is not anything I've saw him do it, in it's previous years rare it, he was always the guy at the end of the game for the Bucks but it was it's it was never it was always Chris Middleton taking those long shots if they needed a three if they needed to you know hit the game winning shot it was quite often in Middleton's hands and you know deservingly he deser- he delivered quite often yeah. especially in the playoffs my God against the Heat it was unbelievable <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I, I so w- what is that? Is that a three sweep, Giannis, or is it two for Giannis one D book? Um, where, where are you sitting? At I, I'm sit. I'm still gonna probably just sit with. 
Because Joker got it last year, right? Yeah, Joker got it last year. I see. And I could uh, I could see giving it to him this year. It's just their seeding that really hurts it. But if you look at his numbers, like he's having a historic season. I so. I, th- I think just because of just because of the the record alone. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think I'm going to give it to Booker just because of that. Even though Giannis is averaging more in every statistical category you can think of, besides you know three point percentage, I think. Um, and turnovers, he's actually averaging less than him, I believe. Than Booker, but uh, you know he's a ball handler as well. So, but I, I think I'd give it to Booker though. Not mad at that at all. Yeah, it, it's kind of just a, it was a toss up between those two in my opinion. You know, and I think you know record plays in more to this year than anything. All right, and then let's just let's just get the other awards out of here really quick. Um, defensive, your defensive player of the year, Giannis Antetokounmpo by mouth. I mean, he's ranked number one MVP. Number one, you go Giannis too. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to Marcus Smart, man. Because looking, (laughs) you said can yeah, look at that. Just looking at like <laughs> their their defensive statistics over, especially since All Star break, one of the best defenses in a really really long time. And he's a he's the big communicator on that end of the floor. And when you look at, it seems like every game I see somebody on Twitter post Marcus Smart's like who he was guarding and how much they scored, and it's almost never more than like zero. You said or two. on what Twitter? Yeah. So like it's almost never. When Marcus G- Smart is guarding you, you almost never put up more than yeah. like four points. A he's game. probably such an annoying player. He, he he's probably so sure. annoying. He is definitely one of those players who you'd hate to play against. Probably but be fucking to love him. to have on your team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I would give it to Marcus though. Who do you guys have for rookie of the year? I'm actually curious. That's the other about one this. I was. That's the other because one I was excited about. Have, you're excited about it. I'm not gonna lie, and it's you know, call me ignorant if I'm being ignorant, but I haven't really heard much about the rookies <laughs> yeah. this year. All right, let me lie. let me fill you Mom. in, Jerry. Let me fill you in. Boy, Jalen's up there, huh? Jalen Green? Uh, Jalen Green's doing he's all right. He's a rookie, though, right? I'd put, I'd put him on suck. one of the all-rookie teams. I wouldn't give him rookie of the year, though. I think the rookie of the year race right now is between three people. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do know a couple. I think it's between Evan Mobley, Cade Cunningham, and Scotty Barnes. I think those are the three that are really in the race. And for me, I would go Evan Mobley. And the reason I would go Evan Mobley is just because, especially since Jared Allen went down, like he's kind of taking a lot of the – the role is like the rim protector on that team with Jared Allen out. Yeah. And then his ability to already, even though he's a rookie, guard one through five, his ability to shoot the three, his ability to run the pick and roll like near perfection. Like That Cavaliers team is disgusting too this year. <laughs> like for what they have, they've done unbelievable. They're one it. of the biggest surprises for sure. 100%. I got to say that for real. Like especially Darius Garland really stepping up this year and amazing. just taking that number one spot completely from Colin Sexton and had <laughs> – Honestly, Sexton being okay and taking that you know second stage guard spot. Well, he's been hurt backup. all year. Though. He has been hurt as well, yeah. but like at the same time, he you know when he was playing, it was very you know pretty. It was obvious. Darius was the guy. It was pretty obvious Darius yeah. was the guy, and it kind of seemed like he was cool with that, honestly, which was good. But Evan Mobley has definitely came in as a rookie. Yeah, looking at his stats now, you're definitely right. I think it's Evan Mobley as well. The only I Kate like Cunningham's the guy, I like a good the guy second from spot from though. Toronto though. Okay, Scotty Barnes. Yeah, Scotty Barnes. I like him. Yeah, I like him a lot. If if it wasn't such a strong like top half of the rookies this year, mm-hmm. like Cade and Ev- if Cade and Evan weren't there, Scotty Barnes has a strong one hundred percent. He would win rookie of the year. Yeah, so, like so they have Mobley ranked career. as one. Yeah, he will for sure. They have Mobley ranked as one. Cunningham at two. Wow, he's averaging seventeen point three this year. That's actually pretty damn good. Um, Scotty Barnes is averaging fifteen point four. Uh, but you know, I, I obviously I I know rookie of the year is more based on just rookie performance and just being like kind of you know. On your own yeah. kind of thing doesn't really matter about team performance, which is why Kate is ranked so high because the Detroit Pistons are god awful. Yep. But I, if we're talking 
I, I would like to include that in here because for sure, Cade Cunningham or sorry, Evan Mobley and Scotty Barnes are both in the playoffs, and they're both major parts of their teams that are in the playoffs. Exactly in the starting lineups, I believe both of them. Correct. Yep. Yeah, and Evan Mobley, I know for sure, and, and crucial parts of the starting. Lineup. Yeah, yeah, Evan Mobley it specifically too. I mean, he's averaging almost eight and a half rebounds a game and two and a half assists as a center. Yeah, or he's a, a crucial part of their power forward. Too. And it, well, he was even playing small forward for a little bit to be a seven footer yeah. that they could run at that's small a small forward. Li- they were that's a big lineup. They were running Larry, Jared Allen, and Evan Mobley. That's three centers, but they could do it because they could all, almost two of them could shoot. I, so I, like that paint defense is going to be scary for the first round. If they, uh, I know they're in the plan, but that defense is that paint defense is going to be scary. If they end up against the Cav or the Nets, it might not really matter. But I definitely think Evan Mobley and Jared Allen in the paint is a sight to behold. So. Are we kind of in agreement, Evan Mobley? Yeah. For rookie of the year? Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, six man of the year, I don't think is a conversation. I think it's Tyler Hero, and that's been yep. over for a while mm-hmm. now. Um, he showed out this year. What, a, what are the what he other awards? Like 35 yesterday. Did he really? Yeah, he did. Uh, what game was that? Who were they playing? That was a... Uh, oh, my God. Why am I blanking? Right, I, right, play last night? I can't remember. They the played Charlotte. They played the Hornets. Oh, yeah. They played the Hornets. So... The other award is MIP, right? Most Improved? Yep. That one, I, I would just give it to Desmond Bain if I was going to pick somebody. I see people saying John Morant. The reason I would go Desmond Bain is just because I don't I – don't I would s- not give it to John Morant. He's, I wouldn't either because I feel like everyone expected him to do this. Bro, right? Yeah, everyone expected he was going to do this. So, so do you guys want to – so just for the current playoff like potential, do you guys want to go through the 10 teams on the north, 10 teams on the west, and just like go through and just say their X factor and what you think will get them over the edge and what they have to lean on kind of thing to get over that? Yeah, I think we should do that, and I think we should give them kind of a, a regular season grade too. I agree, yeah. I think so. Start start, start from the bottom. Uh, I'm going to start on the east. Uh, Charlotte. Um, I think, in my opinion, their X factor is all three of their three-headed twenty-point, you know, per game monster, uh, producing their twenty points per game each. Terry Rozier, Lamelo Ball, and Miles uh, Bridges. If they can Bridges. all, you know, produce what they're doing and keep that overall team really good team play. I mean, I know they're only one game over five hundred, but you know, looking at the tenth spot for the Western Conference, you know, that's a lot better. So, yep. but yeah, I definitely say it's that three. Those three definitely have to play well, or otherwise it's gonna be a rough, rough game for them. I think they'll show up. I just don't think they'll show up. If they move on, best four out of seven, I don't think they could do it. You guys think they get out of the playing? I mean, that's the do. thing is they're playing the Atlanta Hawks. If they can shut down Trey Young, that's it. I'm hoping and, and, they do. I, that's what it's looking like, anyways. Now, the Atlanta Hawks, anyways. That would be cool if they did, but <laughs> I just. I, th- I think Atlanta is probably going to take that first game between I'm them. I'm just a LaMelo Ball fan, bro. So Yeah, I actually, you know what? I, I, I never really liked the Ball family when I was younger <laughs> because it was just so obnoxious. But uh, just watching them over the years, I've actually become quite a fan of Lonzo and uh, LaMelo in this league. Lonzo's a lot of fun to watch when he's on, and LaMelo is a show. He, yeah, LaMelo is almost much must-watch TV. Yes, he, I mean, man, he's what, a second, he's sophomore, second, right? Yep. yep. Dude, give him three more years, he's, he's man. He's scary for sure. Yep. Um, what, what grade would you give Charlotte on the year? For what they have? For what, yeah, just uh, it, I'd it give him a, I'd give him a B minus B. Hey, yep. I'd give him a B. Uh, for what they have and what they especially don't have compared to some of these other teams in the East, I think they did a great job this year. Yeah. Uh, Miles Bridges stepped the hell up. He played great. And uh, cool became one of the most electric players in the league to watch for sure. 
the cool thing about them too is they look like they play for each other. Like they look like they have fun when they, they have play. fun. There's yes. no, there's no like individual. No. Yeah. Focus. So and they're young too. too, because I think, I mean, if you think about that starting lineup, I'm pretty sure Rozier or Miles Plumley is the oldest player in that lineup, and like Miles Plumley, like. Yeah, but it's Miles Plumlee. He's there to get rebounds, right? But like Terry Rozier, like of the main guys on that team, I think is the oldest like star, mm-hmm. and, you know, end quote star. But like for the Hornets, he's you know averaging nineteen point two. So, but I think yeah, They're Bridges has stepped up. Has fun They're all young. It. Yeah, they have fun with it. And then sure. what do you? What about the Hawks? What kind of grade do you give the Hawks this year? <laughs> I give them a C plus, bro. I was gonna say, in comparison to what we expected from them, I would give them like a C, C minus. Average, yeah. This is exactly what I expected. Because I like, well, this is not at all what I expected. I thought they were gonna be like up there, huh? Uh, not up uh, there, but I thought they would be like a playoff might be team. Worse. Like, the, I didn't think they would be in the plane. I thought they would be five, six, mm-hmm. somewhere around that range. At the start of the season, I kind of just. For the Hawks, it was kind of up in the air, like I said, with the John Collins thing. Like, you know, he's not producing nearly as well as I thought he would be. So I think their range at the start of the season, I would have said maybe three more wins than they have now or four or five less wins than they have now. And that's the range. 42 wins is about right where I thought they would be at mid. Just So I'd say C for sure because they didn't do anything more than I expected mm-hmm. at all. Brooklyn. All right. Matt, well, let's start with Brooklyn. you. What, what would you say for Brooklyn? Brooklyn, I'm going C. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Why is that? Worse for them. They just didn't live up to their expectation, but they didn't. They did not have Kyrie. So if they did have Kyrie, I would probably rank them a little bit up. I, just got I think we have shot, to. I think we have to consider that. I'm waiting for Kenny to go in. I think we have to consider that KD um, was out for two months because they were a top two seed 100%. until KD went down, and then they started dropping. And you don't have Kyrie they for home games. They were looking nasty, huh? They James were they Harden, were huh? they James were up there. Was there. Yeah, Harden was was iffy though before he got traded yeah. to Philly. It's crazy. I got him at a C minus, almost at a D, dude. They for Brooklyn. For, dude, I'm telling you, we're talking Kyrie crazy. at the start of this season. They went went in with Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Kevin Durant, and they were sitting at the eighth seed. I'm aware they had injuries. I'm aware James Harden got you know traded off because they weren't meshing as a team. All that kind of stuff. But I don't know about you. If I'm Kyrie Irving or I'm Kevin Durant, I have James Harden, Kyrie Irving, or Kevin Durant as two of my teammates. I'm making that work. That is your clear shot at a there, championship. You can't make it work, yeah, you though. can't make that's so. true. And that's, the, that's the injuries, but like that's the same thing. It's like Harden still got traded. They somehow still made it not work. That's where I would give them. I think it comes with ego. One hundred percent. Oh yeah, that's yeah. what it seemed like the main it, problem was. Kyrie and Harden especially. But um, I would give them. Probably a B minus, and the reason I would give them a B minus is because, like, they have valid excuses. Not having Fair Kyrie enough. for half your games, mm-hmm. not having, like, Harden even looking like he wants to play there, yeah. and then KD being gone for two whole months of the season. Like to me, that's valid for you to fall to that record. So, and for the actually yeah, 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 yeah. to even to even still be a forty win team, even with all of that taken into consideration, like I, I give them credit. I would give them like a B minus. Yeah, I definitely think the role players stepped up for sure this year. Um, what do you but, think about so oh. with the play in? They're AC. They're gonna play two games. So seven and eight is gonna play for the seventh seed, and then the loser of that game is gonna play the winner of nine and ten. Yeah, I see them losing against Cleveland. I could see it if Jared Allen's healthy. Without Jared Allen healthy, yes, it's going to be hard to say that. Exactly. But they won't lose that second game if they do. You don't think they could? You don't think Atlanta could beat him? Atlanta just beat him a few days ago with KD dropping his career high too. Uh, yeah, yeah, 
crazy game. That was that, that was a crazy game. And I gotta give one of my one of my highest like grades to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I gotta give them an A. They overachieved. For they one hundred percent overachieved. They even when they fell to the don't have an all star. They don't have a single player in their starting lineup that's over like four years in the league. I think Colin Sexton's in his fourth. Darius and they've Garland's been in hit second. with injuries. Like yeah, crazy. big injuries, too, like in their starting lineup, too. It's <laughs> not, you know, these players, you know, on a team like the Cleveland Cavaliers, you look top to bottom, not a single one of these guys is like, you know, somebody you consider even a star. And then, you know, Evan Mobley, Darius Garland, and Jared Allen are showing you why you need to consider them as stars. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree for sure. I, I think I would give them the yeah. same grade. I think I, I would echo everything you just said. So, Great team this year. Chicago, I would give them about a... With the slump in the end of the season, I would give them a B plus. Yep, same exact rate I was going to give them as well. They have also overachieved this year. I mean, obviously, I'm adding Demar Derozan to a team that already had Zach Levine, and then getting Lonzo Ball at the same. Or well, they had Lonzo last year, right? Uh, no, or like halfway or something. Yeah, they had Lonzo. They last had year. Lonzo last year. Yeah, I think so. I think it was like I think it was a trade halfway or something like that. No, they had. I thought they had just Vooch and Levine last year. That was that was the trade that went halfway through. I, I really Vooch can't trade. remember. They weren't. They weren't on anything. Yeah, they weren't. Year, so they weren't good last year. Oh, that's all I know. They definitely weren't even in the playoffs in anywhere near close, as far as I can remember. So Demar Derozan adding to that team was great. I think that was a great move by the Bulls. So as a management team, I think that's an A plus move for them. Sure. Um, but I think as a team, uh, what they have, you know, what the you know, besides the Raptors and the Heat, which are playing significantly well, considering you know the lack of all stars on their team as well. I think the Chicago Bulls are doing pretty good compared to the teams above them. Yep. I have them as a B. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, I thought they were they... going to finish top two, though. Oh, but, really? Like yeah. when they were in that in yeah. the beginning? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not mad at a B just because the slump has been pretty bad over the, the past few weeks. And then also their record against good teams is really bad. Like they have not beat very many top four teams in either conference. So No. Um, um, moving on to Toronto. Yeah. I would give Toronto probably like probably an A minus. I would as well. I really would have to as well. I mean, the fact is you're talking about a team with the starting lineup of whew, Fred Van Fleet, Gary Trent Jr., OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, and Pascal Siakam against, and they are a fifth seed in a that team is so scary in a league that's or in an Easter conference that that's currently being ran by a Jimmy Butler led Heat, which is overall top to bottom one of the best teams in the league. Then you have the Bucks with Giannis Antetokounmpo, Godpo, uh, and then you know the uh, what's who's in third place right now? The Bucks are. Oh, who's in second place? Boston. Boston. You have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown tearing people's heads off in games. And um, the best defense in the league by far. Mm -hmm. What's up? The fourth. Fourth is Philly right they're, now. They're, uh, the oh, Toronto Raptors are fifth, and they don't even have a player who I'd even consider for All Star this year besides Pascal Siakam. I want to give some love to Toronto really quick because Same. they're defensively they're amazing. <laughs> they have so many guys that can switch onto every position, and I feel like their offense, like their ball movement on offense, is immaculate. And then Fred Van Fleet is one of the most underrated offensive players in the league, bro. Like. That man, the crazy threes that he hits in clutch situations, he doesn't get the credit he deserves for it. Bro. Uh, I really want to know what the Toronto, like management, is feeding these players like mentally. Like you know, their what I mean? scouts are amazing. I, they find so many gems. They're like the I, modern day Spurs. Bro. I agree, and like and not only that, but it's just absolutely insane how they can cons have consistently. They've lost Demar Derozan. Then they got Kawhi. Obviously, they won that championship, right? It was a one, plus one for them, obviously, for one year. Then they lost Kawhi. 
Then they lose like their franchise, mm-hmm. like their franchise guy, you know, uh, their other one, anyways, and Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. And they just still won't go yeah, away. They're fine. Like they, they won't go away. It's because they're scouting so good. They yes, they are the, fantastically coached. Everyone they draft is amazing. Even the guy undrafted guys, Fred Van Fleet was undrafted. Yep. They picked him up out of the G League, and he and is hooping. The only player on this, on the players on this team, we're talking Pascal Siakam, who people were struggling to say his name three years ago, and we're screwing in like we're what considering for the sixth man of the year, like last year, the before. I don't even remember, dude. Some of them were so bad. Were we all remember bad, how yeah. Charles Barkley used to do a Giannis. So, um, but like, then you have OG Ananobi, who was a backup power or a backup small forward to Kawhi Leonard, a Gary Trent Jr., who was another team's trash, and a rookie in Scotty Barnes. Though. He should. I agree. He, he should really have been. He, he they Portland did not Sniper. treat him the way he should have been treated. But at the same time, it's like you got a team full of you know nobody crazy, and this team is p- playing fantastically. Yeah, I would agree. Um, moving on to Wait, Philly, what you grade him? Uh, I would say A minus for Toronto. Yep. I think they like that team is scary, bro. Like I don't want I I almost don't want Boston to fall to the four seat because I would rather play Chicago or Cleveland over Toronto. Oh yeah, just because they're so good on defense. That yeah, Toronto is is just really scary. Yeah, and their ball movement and Fred VanVleet's scary in the clutch. Like I I just don't want to see that team. They're the lowest honest. scoring team out of all the teams in the top ten, and they're fifth. So they, you know, they just find ways to win just, games. That defense is just they they slow you down. They make you play their style of play, and and they're just better at it. Yep. And out of all the as f- besides the Celtics, who are the best defensive team in the league, average they're holding their team or their uh, opponents to one hundred four point three. The Raptors are third on this list on for the East, and they're holding them to one hundred six point nine. Equally comparable defenses, in my opinion. Um. So yeah, f- moving on, like you said to uh, to Philly, I give them a B, just a solid B. Um, I you know, they're definitely one of those four teams in the top four who you could definitely can see you know moving up and down between the one and four spots at any point during this year. I think all four of them could have been number one. Um, definitely underperformed at the start of the year. You know, Ben Simmons is Ben Simmons, and that story is you know over with. Thank God for Philadelphia because I don't know about you, I'm not even a Philly fan, and I'm tired of hearing about that. Um, and Embiid is a god this year, so I think they're doing just great, just fine. And I think Embiid is uh, their lord and savior. I got them at B plus. B plus. I'm yeah. not mad at it. Yeah. You got any, just, anything? Yeah. Just adding James Harden to their game. I think. I think that was a great up. move. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. You basically. Yeah. I. I if I was a GM, I would have done everything in my power to yeah. keep Seth Curry out of that trade. But I agree. Uh, but they needed adding James Harden trade. is is definitely what you. I would have to agree with you on that. I think keeping that three-point shooting would have been much more beneficial as well. But you know, you have to get it. You know, have to get rid of some things to get what you want. I guess, right? I think. I think I would also give them a B plus, just because they're really tied for second seed. You know, and I, if we're going, Embiid, Embiid has had an A plus season. Which, I see them at the East yeah, one hundred percent. He is you know top three in the MVP race for sure. He's great. I'm gonna be honest. I see them as a second round exit, and the I, only. The like always, I agree. The only reason I see them as a second round exit is they're not beating Boston because Boston is their kryptonite. Like Horford has is he Horford gives Embiid problems, and I don't know why. I couldn't tell you why, but every time they play, he gives them problems. It's it's got to be at this point. It's kind of a mental thing, dude. It's, and then it's I don't see be. them. I don't see them. It has to be a mental uh, thing. Because Horford's be like, not he, like. Thing is about Philly, and why I think I agree, have to agree with you that their second round exit is their two best players are the two most notorious people for getting tired in the playoffs. 
Embiid is just, always tired by the second round, and James Harden, we've seen him fall apart in the Western Conference Finals on two separate occasions from being absolutely dead tired. I mean, in fairness, he was the whole Houston Rockets at that point, but still. I w- it's not even so much Embiid and Harden. It's just who they would have to play. Like, you're either playing Boston or Milwaukee, most likely, and I just don't... For a second matchup round? Wise, yeah. yeah, matchup-wise, I don't see them... Not I don't see all. them beating either of those teams. What do you have? Uh, what's your grade for the Milwaukee Bucks this year, Kenny? Regular season. So in, I, w- I would give Milwaukee a B plus. And that's just in comparison to what you would expect from Milwaukee, right? Yep. So I was kind of looking at them to be the first seed. They they obviously weren't the first seed. They kind of at times looked like they were coasting this season. But that being said, going into the playoffs, they're still the favorites to come out of the East, if you ask me. And for that reason, I can't not I can't give them anything below a B plus. I agree. I got them A minus. Just because, yeah, I'm not mad at that. Just because they're up there, yeah, yeah, they're only three games behind number one as yeah. well, and they're tied with second, first, second, third, and fourth are tied. So. Yeah, really, I'm not mad at any A, a grade yeah. either. I'd give the Boston Celtics the same grade. I'd give the I'd, Boston Celtics I, a an A for sure. I, I'd say defensively, I'd say, and you know what? Honestly, I gotta say, I honestly have to agree with that, just because they've outperformed defensively where I thought they would be. Um, they're obviously. One of the best offensive teams in the league. You have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown as your two stars. You're going to get points. But I would say that their defense with Rob Williams, I know he's hurt right now, which sucks. But, you know, he's, he's trying center. to come back mid playoffs. Yeah, he is, really. He, wow. He, and he says that. Like, oh, yeah, it's he only four confident. to six weeks, right? He, he says he feels yeah. confident he'll be back mid playoffs. I think he, the combo of him and Marcus Smart on defense. He tore his on, meniscus, yeah. With Marcus it's Smart crazy. on the perimeter and Rob Williams in the paint, it's damn good defensive duo. Yeah, when I saw he tore his meniscus, I was I like, okay. Yeah, I thought he was done, but he's... he's I saw your tweet about it that day. Yeah, he's he's seriously trying to come back. <laughs> I was like, I felt your pain through the phone. I was like, oh, dude. I gotta follow you on Twitter, Kenny. Do I? I don't think you do. Wow, wow. <laughs> but but no, I, 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 the turnaround is what makes me give them an A. Because yeah. four months ago, they were awful. Like, a losing record, everything. And then... They've been so dominant in the second half of the season that now if you look at their full season numbers, they're at the top with the full season numbers. Like, the fact that you can be so dominant that you erase that awful start, like... And they're on a bit what, of a... What's their grade in the beginning of the season? Kenny? In the beginning, F. <laughs> it was an F. It was they an, were awful. They were 11th seed, bro. They were pretty damn so terrible. Much on your team, I, I gotta say... It was, it was F, bro. They've, they've been on a hot eight, streak sure. lately, too, at 8-2 and two in the last 10, and I think... <sighs> it's been longer than the last you, 10. You get... <laughs> in the And I, especially going into the playoffs with that hot streak rolling right now, Jason Tatum, specifically, is a... Demon. Can I can I can I show some love to JT really? Quick? Go for it. The reason why he, why people like ESPN and NBA.com are putting him forth on the MVP race, is because he has no weakness in his game right now. He's a three-level yeah. scorer. The strides he's made as a playmaker. I used to complain about his playmaking, like that was his only weakness. He's gotten so much better at that. He can pass out of double teams like he's never been able to. And on defense, he's an elite-level de- defender now. He, you couldn't say that previous seasons. This season, he's been amazing on both ends of the floor. Yeah, he can. Really That's move why his feet. he deserves MVP consideration. He can really move his feet. Um, he's lengthy too. Yeah, he, he is. is. He's, and he's I've, he's gotten taller. He was six eight when he came in. He's close to six ten right now. I'd say last thought about Jason Tatum. I I've always said he's this like about six, him. Nine, close I, to six, I consider him this weirdly perfect mix of Kevin Durant and Paul Pierce. 
Yeah, and I, I don't, think that's a good and I, I've, I don't know. Some people have always looked at me weird, but when I explain it, I'm like, he's not as tall as Kevin Dur- as Kevin Durant, and he's a little bit, you know, of a slow, like, you know, kind of a fady kind of shooter like Paul Pierce was, where it was a little bit slower game. But those slow crosses, that kind of stuff gets him past people, and he's got the length like KD does to be able to shoot over the people that are guarding him quite often. And he's got a ridiculous three-point shot. I can see that, yeah. His, he's, his shooting splits since the All-Star break are ridiculous. He's shooting 40% from three, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Since the All-Star break. I, I, yeah. And then uh, moving on to the last team in the East, and we can get on to the West. Yeah. I sure. think Miami, A, they're, you know, they don't have a specific player on that team that I would consider a superstar, especially not anymore. Jimmy Butler was maybe two or three years ago, but definitely not now. And just with who they have, what they have, and how well they're doing, obviously Tyler Harrow, definitely six six man of the year. They're doing great. They're doing great this year. And the fact that they're three games ahead as well in the East and they're number one, I think they're doing great. Fantastic team this year. I would echo you. I top, think to, top to bottom, great. I think, give them, I think I would give them an A+. Plus. And the reason yeah. Fair enough. The reason I would give them an A+, plus is because, and we're just going off regular season. I'm not talking about what I think yeah, they'll yeah, do in yeah. the playoffs. The reason I would give them an A+, plus is they have been riddled with injuries. Like, there was a stretch of the season where they were rolling out Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, like these guys that prior to the season you might not have ever even heard of. And now, and, and they were still winning games, and still significantly in that first seed for a while. So, yeah. I would give them an A plus just because of their ability to overcome the injuries and how deep they are. Like I think they're the deepest team in the league. I'd say adding Kyle Lowry was, was the best thing they could have done them for the sure. He's for a sure. perfect Kyle fit. Lowry not only does and honestly and like you're literally perfect fit. I agree because not only is he a perfect fit for their offense and you know he's not the fastest guy, not the shiftiest, not the jump, you know the highest jumper. None of these kinds of things. He's one of the most unathletic players I've ever seen in my life. But he is a fantastic playmaker. He is a great at picking his shots and he knows how to get other people open and if there's anything i've seen him do that i think is the biggest impact is man he brought his philly out when he came to when he went to miami dude he has been talking shit he has been with that culture of that hard-nosed culture that jimmy butler has been trying to instill in them i think he is a perfect match for them he fits so well and like the, just the guy who's always towards, mentality yeah he's always towards the top and charges taken and everything yep. like he fits he perfect puts his body on team. the line and the heat do that Yep, he. I, yeah, I agree. I Who's think big man, Bam, Bam out of bio, and he's also in the defensive player of the year. Um, yeah. rankings not at the highest like he was last year. I would put him top five. Yeah, I w- yeah, I'm not gonna get back into that. We already passed that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so getting on to the Western Conference real quick. We I should gotta, throw the Lakers in there for the West. Oh, we will. I'd say yeah. we should talk about them at the end because I want to. I want to talk about them during the disappointments because okay. Jesus. Um, so number 10, we got the San Antonio Spurs. Um, we're going to keep these ones quick because these teams suck. Yeah, and the fact that they're even in a play in is ridiculous. 34 and thir- 45 C they're not good. Um, DeJounte Murray gets a B plus. DeJounte though. Murray is the best player on that team. In my opinion, I agree, but I had, yeah no 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 no. he's been in the league for like six or seven years Um, has it been that long whoa something like that five or five years at least um but i was gonna say yeah no they suck 34 and 45 um it's a joke um i give them a c because yeah i would give them lower but the fact that they're in the play-in they push themselves ahead of the lakers good job to them um same thing i give them a c plus too i'd say and i feel like you guys are totally okay with me just skipping by these crap teams because they're awful new orleans pelicans also got awful 35 and 40 Actually, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the New Orleans Pelicans like a B minus. Really? Why do you say that? The only reason is because Zion's been out all year and they still managed to get to a playing spot. And I think they're 
I don't think they're scary in the playoffs, but I think in the play-in, they can really give some of these teams a tough time because Jonas Valanciunas is an underrated big man. Brandon Ingram's been amazing, and now they added C.J. McCollum. I think if C.J. was there all year, they probably would have had a winning record. I have a— you my little man, Kenny? I have a— What's his name? Oh, Jose Alvarado? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's, I like watching him play. He's fine. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I have a question that you guys can think about for a couple minutes before we get to the frustrations, because I have this in my frustrations, as I am Williamson. And I want you guys to marinate over this question before we go into the Clippers. We're going to you know, let you guys marinate for this, for this for a little bit. Are we really still sitting here hoping that Zion Williamson is the hope and say the, the 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 God and Savior for the New Orleans New Orleans Pelicans? I don't think he's any sort of savior because I think they have a good team around him. But I think they traded him. I th- they could trade him, but he's when he I, was so good when he was playing. I think though. we got to get into that for sure. And the frustrations if part he, say that it, that is the most one of the weirdest situations this year for sure. But if he comes back healthy, like like I said, the, think about the team we just named. They have a perfect big man who can shoot threes, defend the rim, and everything to fit with him. They got Bi who can be that perfect perimeter scoring option. CJ McCollum who can be the second scoring option. True. And then Zion just got to score off them, whatever they create. I and think that's perfect. You know, the, weir- the weird thing is, is I, I think if when even when Zion does come back and if he does come back, we, right, I think we should probably get into the Clippers here in a sec. But I think if we do, or not if he if we do, if he does come back, I really still do see Brandon Ingram as the number one scoring option still. Oh, he yeah. just is. Even if he doesn't average more points, Brandon Ingram's going to be the one with he's the, the guy. Yeah, with he's the, the guy yeah. with the ball in his hand the last Pause. 10 seconds of the game kind of thing. <laughs> Pause. Um, so moving on to the Clippers, uh, easily the most one of the most injury-riddled teams <laughs> by far this year. Uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Kawhi Leonard hasn't even played a game this year, right? No. Can I go first on this one? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. I'm going to give the Clippers a B plus. B plus because they've been they had no one. yeah they had no one and they they were so good as a team and now with Paul George coming back they actually we'll get into it later when we talk about sleepers and stuff mm-hmm. but they look really scary going into the playoffs and I was gonna give them an A or uh, even B plus to an A honestly I have to agree with you on that because like you were saying they may still manage to stay above teams like the Spurs Pelicans and the goddamn the Lakers mm-hmm. by j- just their role players for the most part this year I mean Paul George played twenty nine games this year that's it. And mm-hmm. Kawhi didn't play any, yep. so I th- I'd have to agree with you for sure. Their their role players stepped the hell up and managed to keep them in that eighth spot this year. What do you think, Mateo? Yeah, Reggie Jackson kept them in, bro. He's, He's a hooper. I think Facts. That's the heart of their team right there. Bobby Smurda. Spe- yeah, well, while while PG was out, he was the heart of the team for sure. PG's oh, one hundred percent. PG's been balling. I still think he's the heart of the team, even when Paul George is back. Paul George may be a, their best player, but I think uh, energy wise, okay, yeah, like lighting a spark. I think Reggie Jackson is their X factor in the playoffs. So you get him hot alongside Paul George, that is your scoring edge, I believe. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about the Timberwolves? You go first, Matt. Uh, Timberwolves. I got them B. Okay. Yeah. And they they've been solid all year. They did yeah. better than I thought it would. You want to talk? You want to talk so a little I bit about like that? I just like Edwards, bro. <laughs> Same <right> here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd have to agree with you. I think it's a B because I think C is the average in my head. Like if they didn't do any better or any worse than I thought they would do, I give them a C. I think I got to give them a B. They did better than I thought they would. I don't know. I kind of just always assume they're not going to make the playoffs because they never do. But this year. You know they made it to the seventh seed. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns is being is just disgusting this year, um, and so is Anthony Edwards. I like I, that duo is going to be fun. They're going to be fun for I, a long time. I think they love their energy with each other. Bro. Yes, like, I that they like each other's energy, and I love that. I wanted to get into that. I'm I'm giving them a B plus because of how fun they are to watch. Like it, it's it kind the of plus is for the fun. It, well, no, it's more so just because like 
I think teams that look like they're enjoying playing with each other, like I think those teams have a little bit of an edge when it I comes agree. to like crucial games. And what I think helped out example with Memphis is that yes, point, yes. The, the point guard they picked up from Clippers, Pat Bev. Yes, he's been Great. crucial to that whole culture change. You never saw you never saw they Cat like talking now. shit like when Cat was looking in the sky when Russ airballed the three. Like you never saw Cat doing that stuff until Pat Bev. Yeah, I think they're doing great. Yeah, Pat, because Be- of that. Pat Bev changed that whole culture. That I, team I is agree. pretty good. I, I, I like that. Adding that dog onto the team gave them more of a dog mentality, and I think it helped. It helped them a lot. Anthony Edwards is so much fun to watch. Three, man. Le- oh three level score, bro. He can just. Yeah. Yam I, I on felt anybody. like it was once a damn week that we got a poster for him this year, dude. Oh, yeah. And I loved every single time, man. It was unbelievable. And every one of them looked better. Oh, they're yeah. great, dude. He's hilarious. Um, what do you guys th- so Denver Nuggets? What do you guys think for them? You go first again, man. Denver Nuggets, B minus. B minus. Why is that? Actually, I agree. Damn, for real. Okay. Joke is good and all, actually. but I don't know what, what's called. I just don't like their team around. Like, what was it, what was your expectations with Murray and Porter out this what? year? What was your expectations for them? I, I didn't really have any expectations. Point, Did you think they? Uh, do you think they met expectations, or you think they exceeded them, or under underachieved? Just, yeah, they. They're just there. Yeah, they're just there. I feel it. I feel it. I would give them a B plus, but the reason I would give them a B plus is because, with your two of your best three players out, yeah. you still manage to ensure yourself a, a spot like they're, they're they could fall in the plan but i don't think they will i think they're going to keep that six seed yeah i don't think so they there's three games left the other reason i would give them a b plus two is, games left actually for them yeah the other reason i would give them a b plus is you're the six seed and yet nba.com is putting your player as the mv the leader in the mvp race yeah so he makes that team better, bro. Hundred percent. And, and they've had guys step like Bones Highland. No one knew who Bones Highland was, and nope. he stepped up in these past couple weeks. So they got guys like they're a pretty deep team too. I think overcoming the injuries, like I would give them like a B plus, uh, maybe a B. That's fair enough, honestly. I would give them something. I wrong. forgot about the Porter injury. I'd have to agree with you now and said on that. I'd say B plus. I think, obviously, with what Jokic is doing, because. This is his, I believe this is his career high in rebounds, right? Yeah, 13, what, 13.6 or something like that? Just ridiculous numbers. Is he averaging double-digit assists, too? I know uh, he's at least close know, to it. That's a great question. I'm going to look into that real quick. I know he's at least close to it. I am going to look into that. Jokic, um, is, Jokic is one of my favorite players in the league because... No, he's averaging 7.9, so 8 assists. Okay. okay. He's averaging 27. Four, oh, my God. He's averaging 27. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's 20, a no-brainer, man. 27, 13.7, and 7.9. Damn. And it's 1.4 steals a game. Wow. For yeah, man. I think if the la- if if Denver would never do it, but if they ever called up and said, we'll give you Joker well, for AD. I'll give them AD, Russell. I'll give them THT. That's still <laughs> nothing for him. They're still not going to yeah. do that, though. <laughs> they, they still would not That'd do that. Like, um, what about the Utah Jazz? I, I'm going to say C. They did exactly yeah. what I thought they'd do. Fifth seed is exactly where I saw them at. I'm going to give them a C-. I'm going to give them a C- because they've been perennially like one of the top four seeds the past few seasons. And for them to just be struggling like they are, and for them to look like they're not on the same page at times. like Yeah. Well, oh, well, I mean, yeah, to add into your being not not being on the same page, this a stat I found out about I think it was yesterday, or the day before. I think it's ridiculous. Clint Cap- or uh, Trey Young and Clint Capella are averaging like five, or Cl- Trey Young's averaging like five ass- or four assists a game to Clint Capella. 
Mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell is averaging two passes to Rudy Gobert a game. Yeah, that's insane. And they bro. spend more time on the court together than almost every single duo in the NBA. Yeah, they're the two best players on the team. They're on the floor together all the time. So the fact that you're not passing <coughs> to them, that is that concerning. is weird. Quinn Snyder came out and said something about that. I didn't see you all of what two? he said. Yes, not, we're not talking. We're not talking assists either. We're two talking passes. two passes. He throws the ball that's to crazy, him twice bro. a game in 48 minutes. That's crazy. That's <laughs> like you would think if those are your two best players, you're running pick and roll actions with them all the 100%. time. One hundred percent. But is Donovan just not passing out of the pick and roll, or are they not running it? Like, it I dude, it just doesn't make sense. I'm not gonna lie. Utah is a team I've watched less than a lot of other teams. Yeah, same my, here. They're also just very boring in my playoffs, opinion. I would not be worried, bro. Donovan Mitchell is a, a is yeah. an electric player, but the rest of the team is just. You know, pretty I stagnant. Love, I love Donovan Mitchell, but he needs to. He either they either need to build around him there a better team, or he needs to go somewhere else. I gotta give Dallas a B. I, I just, get, yo, I I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I've been excited for Dallas. I'm not gonna really, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not always, just no, not just Luca. The team as a whole, the like, team they, as a whole, is really they've good. really impressed me because yeah. they don't have a star outside of Luca. I would give them an A minus. Okay. They don't have a star outside of Luca, and they don't have any elite defenders, but they're still a top defense in the league, bro. And they got that that's heart. true. Yeah, and then they're you know, I, I honestly got. I say I'd push mine up to a B plus. Then I have to agree with you on that. And I really do think that Luka Doncic is a perennial like best player in the league. He will be the best player in the league at some point. I'd say give yeah. him another year or two, and because he's already averaging twenty nine or twenty eight point whatever as a third year player. And the they kid's insane. they can get the third seed. So I know Golden State has that lead right now, but they passed Golden yep. State Golden they State got, earlier in the year, and I think. They got two games left. They could do it. If Golden State loses one, they win two. That's it. They have the tiebreaker, don't they? Uh, I believe so, yeah. I'm not sure about that. I have to check that. But um, And then Golden State, got to give them an A just because, you know, they went from being not even close to the playoffs last year to back in it. Clay's back. Steph's back. Golden State's back. And they've overcome a lot of injuries. And yeah. Jordan, Jordan Poole's been a breakout guy. Gary Fantastic Payton, player. Jonathan Kaminga. Gary they're, Payton the second is so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I love that kid. They're, they're just, just like Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> Again, with the kid thing. people? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Little stars, yeah. little diamonds. I, I'd say A, though, because they're just the Warriors are back. I, I agree with that. I echo that for sure. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies, A+. Plus. A++. Plus, 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 love bro. the Memphis fucking Grizzlies. <laughs> John Morant is easily my favorite player to watch in this league John. by a mile. I, that kid's, and or sorry, I keep saying kid as if they're not the same age as me. That dude's energy, his play style, his ability to uplift his team, his ability to lead his team, and the ability the to hit shots mm-hmm. when he needs to hit those shots as a second or third year player, he is phenomenal and I love watching him. Matt, what, what you were saying? like yeah, Even when John's not playing, they're just Beautiful to watch. He still gives Jared energy. Jackson. Bro, the energy he gives off, they still it still rubs off on them. Oh yeah. yeah. To, to echo what you said, like I think that I think how they've been without Jaw is a reflection on how good Jaw is a, as a leader because he changed the whole culture there. Yeah, probably to them it feels like he's still playing, bro. Yeah, because <laughs> he's he's on the bench. Like you can see him on the bench, involved in the game. Like there's a lot of guys where when they're not playing, they're just kind of sitting there. Like Jaw is still very involved communicating. Like the best leaders will be true leaders when they're not in. That's crazy. There's two. Yo, yeah, there's two. I, I gotta give a lot of that credit to Jaron Jackson too, man. He's in oh, a he's Trey in J, the bro. list. He's in the list for um, defensive player of the year. He's you know a great second option on that team. He's you know he's very good in the paint. Has a lot of good moves. He's doing really well this year. He's um, a bucket too. On he is a bucket. Yeah, got good basketball this got, year. He's bro. a good. Yeah, you're right. He's a good shooter, so cool. man. 
It's been so good. I think that so team even. that team is a sleeper for the playoffs. The fact they can that, really catch someone off guard. The fact that your third best scorer is Desmond Bain too. <clears throat> yeah. Like Desmond Bain, that, I picked him for most improved. Like that man is a bucket right That's now. That's a good pick. three level score, and and they have so many players that are so good on defense and can switch onto so many different positions. Like. Yep. And then to have Steven Adams as the anchor of it all, grabbing Dude, boards. That adding him, adding another just dog. I mean, oh God. I Steven Adams has got to be one of my favorite players that I've ever watched play basketball in my he's life. Just because he's so much fun to watch. Watching him just decleat people Steve with his screens <laughs> is some of my favorite things to see, dude. That interview where Jimmy Butler was talking about how he thought he got hit by a truck or something like that after he got hit by Steven Adams, who didn't even move. Oh my God. And then uh So what are we given? Wait, wait, before just oh. A plus plus for Memphis. That's okay, yeah, no, one hundred percent, yeah, A plus for sure, dude. They're great. I love them. I got the same. I would have to say the same, same for Phoenix. Yes, one hundred percent. I have to say the same for Phoenix. Best season they've ever had in franchise history. They, you know, they've got their guy for the you know, next Worst ten years. Yep. Next decade, uh, they have Chris Paul. They got who, three of their guys because Mikael and DeAndre too. Yep. 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 They got a lot of young players playing around a really, you know, not the youngest Chris Paul ever, but the guy is still producing fantastic point guard numbers. He's still one of the best point guards, you know, the league's ever seen. Fantastic with assists, all these kind of things. But, you know, it's just, um, it's, um, I, I really do just think that offense is just so ridiculously explosive and they can just go off for so many points at any time. And, their ability to switch momentum like absolutely nothing is unbelievable. I think they're the best team in the league record-wise, but by far they're the best team in the league this year. Their their fourth quarter performance is a big reason why I'd give them oh, a yeah. plus two because I saw a statistic that if if so taking this season if every game ended at the end of the third quarter Phoenix would be the seventh seed. Yeah. So that just shows that oftentimes they're going into the fourth losing and they still end up winning. Yeah. There, it's one of those things where, like, especially in a playoff game, you could be up ten going in the fourth quarter, but you, or up fifteen even, but you can't cling to that. That exactly. team will come back. Phoenix will come back yep. because they're just so elite on both ends of the floor, and, and and their defense, especially in the fourth quarter, is just so good. And they're a flawlessly built team, like just from a basketball yeah. perspective. Yes. You have the the floor general point guard in Chris Paul. You have the elite level scorer, Kobe Bryant Jr. Yeah, yeah. You have. An elite level three and D guy in Mikael Bridges. Yep. You have Jay Crowder, who's that perfect dog bully <laughs> yeah, for the, the four the, spot. The bully, you get the bully ball. At he's a the Swiss, four. He's a Swiss Army knife. Can do a bunch. Yep. Of, he's he's not great That's at one a thing. Great description but for he, him. Yeah, but he's a jack of all trades. Like yep. he can do whatever you need him to. What did you just say right now? Jay, Jay Crowder. Crowder. Jay Crowder. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's a clutch shooter too. People don't give him the credit for that. And then DeAndre Ayton. What what more can you ask from a big man, bro? <laughs> that is a crazy class. What more can cleaner. you ask? Cleaner. And then their bench is good. Campaign's been amazing. Like Johnson. Yeah. Uh, yes, Cam Johnson yep. too. Like yes, great young talent yeah. on that team. Who I could see, dude. They're already doing so well with how like ridiculously young they are. I know Devin Booker's in like his fifth year, but like the guy is still ridiculously young. He's like twenty, what twenty five, yep. twenty four. They're set for a long time. That's such a great build team. Man. <sighs> All right, they should have. They should have took it last year. Honestly, they were up too old. But Giannis happens. So we all agree, though, A-plus for sure for, yeah. South, oh, yeah. for the Suns and for the Grizzlies. Yep, they get the two I, best grades I out of everybody. would love to watch. I can't wait to watch them. In fact, we got that Western Conference get, Finals. That'd be so much fun. If that's a series, that's going to be amazing. Oh, it'd be so much fun. Um, so, you, so you guys want to get yeah, – Yeah, I was about to say, Let's you guys want to get into it? The Lakers? Mateo, how about you give – I was going to say – What are your the, three biggest frustrations with the Lakers this season? As a, as a diehard Lakers fan yourself. Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> 
What about Russ's has was great? <laughs> just him in general. Yeah, just him. What other two things? Bro, like, <clears throat> that's not even the team I wanted, bro. First nope. off, like I would rather had Buddy Hill and Demar Derozan. So I don't know what LeBron was thinking because I know it's everything involves LeBron, bro. Uh, so I have this like really weird basketball history of like where what teams I've been fans of and stuff like that, and we'll get into that another time, but. Uh, the last couple of years, I've sadly been a LeBron and a Westbrook fan. You know, LeBron won his championship two years ago yeah. or whatever. But then, you know, there's Westbrook. Um, and I uh, I got to say, there's nothing more frustrating than being a Russell Westbrook fan because there's nothing more that I want for him to get a fucking ring. But Jesus Christ, <laughs> just sit on the bench, ring, dude. It's okay to be second string. Yeah, And it's like, so my three biggest frustrations, because I've sadly had to be a Lakers fan this year because of that, is... One, Russell Westbrook just doing the Russell Westbrook thing. I, it's just bricking shots, well. sh- forcing shit, not passing when he should, making dumb mistakes down the stretch. It's frustrating. Um, number two is the unbelievable amount of injuries that happened this year. Um, Anthony Davis barely played at all. Um, him on the floor in general would have made that team Russell so much better. It did make LeBron them better. Was in and out of the lineup. LeBron was in and out of the lineup. All these kinds of things, which is a wash season for them, really. Kendrick Nunn never, and he would have never been a crucial played. part. He, he would have been a fantastic. And not only can he shoot, he's great on defense too. Mm-hmm. He got length as a point guard. Um, he was great for Miami. He's short that, though, right? He's like and six four. Three. Yeah. Six, I think he's six three, six two. Somewhere. Yeah, I think he's six three or six four. But I, I think the number three, the biggest frustration that Mateo was uh, alluding to at the end of what he was saying, the uh, the Demar Derozan slash Russell Westbrook situation that happened, and how they were in the last stages of getting Demar Derozan t- to the Lakers, which I, after seeing what he's doing this year on the Bulls, would have been very needed in their time of injury because he hasn't been, and they would need that. Um, and he's his production's great. I and I think just. How it all went down with the whole LeBron, it was ready to go, and then LeBron and Westbrook started talking, and then the entire deal just got nixed. And it's like the fact that that happened is so frustrating because I love LeBron, I love Westbrook, but that is so stupid. Mm -hmm. I think as a backup player, sure, but the fact that you pass up DeMar DeRozan for him is really, really frustrating. Just as a basketball fan, that team would have been a lot of fun to watch. So you're the Lakers fan, Matt. What else besides... Or actually, let me ask you this instead. What would you want to see change this offseason? <laughs> I'm trading AD for so. <laughs> I, and I'm trading Russell Westbrook. So what do you think you could even get for Russ, though? Because his trade value is oh, as low as it's ever it's, been in his I'll, career. I'll take anything, bro. Like, <laughs> you I'll take a couple anything, picks? Yeah. Just like, even, uh, if you even get that. I mean, yeah, maybe. just a second-round pick. I think Lakers could figure out something where there's a team like, oh, yeah, we'll take him and we'll get something good for him. But You think, like... Like a bottom tier team. Yeah. It's got to be, like, be a rebuild. I, I could see the Knicks bringing in Westbrook. I'm not going to lie. I could see the Rockets. I like what you said. Like when, one day we were at work, Kenny, and you said something about maybe if you remember, you could tell us right now, but um, you said something about Russell Westbrook coming off the bench. Yeah. I, yeah so that should have happened at the start of the season. Well, I was saying, like, I think, not that it would have fixed all the Lakers' problems, but when AD and LeBron were healthy, Having LeBron and AD in the starting lineup, bring Russ off the bench to do his Russ thing. Like, don't have those three players on the floor together. Yeah. Like, have LeBron and AD out there, and when LeBron and AD aren't out there, have Russ in there. And, and he'll do his thing. And, and when you're when it comes down to like closing out the game, like 
I don't know who else he would put because you guys don't have a lot of guys, honestly. Yeah. But <laughs> I feel like Russ was just he was becoming more of a liability because he was getting in his own head. Like when you play in I mean, L.A., that's the usual with him, though. In fairness, uh, yeah. But when you also add, couple it on, you're playing on a LeBron-led team, which is getting all the media attention, and yep. then you're in L.A., so you're getting even more of the media attention, yep. and then everyone's on your ass because everyone's blaming you for the awful <laughs> season that your team <laughs> is having. Yeah, he is definitely like, he definitely got in his head and so. Ever. You That's think it would get in your guys' head? Yes. He's oh, making, my God, yeah. You're making millions, bro. Like, you're practicing yeah, every but day. That's like, not come the, on, that's, do something, But you got like, to think about it. Every day someone's sucking yeah. bad on your name, even after a good night. <laughs> Man, that would bug the hell out of me. But yeah, bro. It, I, I do think just like the... Just, but I will say though, it's deserved because if you like, and, 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 and like on the flip side, it, it is because if you think about it, we're talking about the Lakers stat, uh, the the you know the rest of the league stats versus the uh, the the Lakers stats or the the rest of the players stats and the Lakers versus LeBron stats, dude. We're, I mean, yeah, bro. There was a time LeBron, even when Anthony Davis was playing in the forty games he played, he was only averaging twenty three points per game. Russ Westbrook's averaging eighteen point five, seven point four, and seven. And all of those are just, you know, those are kind of just give me's for him at this point. Um, but just the fact that LeBron, him, LeBron's averaging 30 points a game. Which was leading 30, the league until Embiid uh, just passed. Yeah, as a 36-year-old. 37. So, sorry, 37, even worse. Like, and, like, dude, you guys can't give him any more help than that? I mean, Carmelo Anthony And his assists are way joke. down because every pass he makes is a fucking brick. Carmelo Anthony <laughs> was a fucking joke. He was in the beginning of the season. He was pooping in the beginning, but... His defense is ass. I will, I will say the only player that I actually thought did very well for I, all things considered was Malik Monk. Are you on basketball reference, reference right now, Jerry? No, I'm on ESPN. Okay. I was going to ask you, if there's a way you can check if this is LeBron's lowest assist per game in his whole career, because... It's, it's definitely every, one of them. 6.2. That's definitely lower than That's got to be, like, really... That's down there, bro, because, like... And it's, not like he's, it's not like he's passing less. Well, no, he's making. He's still LeBron. It's, he's still doing they, LeBron stuff. They, it's, it's just, just they brick keep after fucking brick. missing. It's brick after brick. Yeah, it's sad. And like even as Anthony, he only played forty games. I know he was kind of like in and out. He was pretty injured, that kind of shit. But like twenty, even even an injured Anthony Davis a year ago would have scored twenty seven or twenty six points per game. What is he averaging? Twenty three. Oh my god. Yeah. And he's averaging 9.9. I mean, he's, he's still averaging almost 10 rebounds a game. He basically was averaging 10 rebounds a game, but still, like, that's not the Anthony Davis of last year or the year before that. Definitely not. Definitely not the championship. No. Not at all. Not, not soft. Is that, can, can you talk about that, Matt? What is your beef with Anthony Davis, man? Well, he's yeah. a Laker fan. I, I, I a know. A lot yeah. of Laker fans hate Anthony Davis. Really? I just hate watching him play, bro. Just Explain what? it in depth. I need Shaquille O'Neal on my team, oh bro. My if you're going up as a big, <laughs> he's a center, not playing a center, bro. He's not a center. I feel you. He's six foot ten nah, power dog. forward. Nah, he can center. play center. He, he just doesn't Shaquille O'Neal was seven foot three. Okay, yeah, but not comparing him to Shaq. Just, Sorry, seven two. Just in the modern league, but AD can guard like a Jokic. Yeah. There's no yeah. reason why he shouldn't be playing the five. He, they need the spacing. Yeah, I understand they need he the can spacing. shoot, bro, yeah. but. He could play big too if he wanted to. He he needs to if that team's gonna work, especially oh my if God, I forgot they had Isaiah Thomas on this team. I just saw that for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I tease and Charlotte. But you now. touch him, bro. He would fall down. Like I know he wasn't hurt half of the time. <laughs> you don't know that, man. <laughs> I know he wasn't. <laughs> there's only five players in this team That's averaging funny. over ten points per game, <laughs> and there's five only five players on the Lakers. Yeah, there's only two averaging over tw- or averaging over fifteen or three averaging over fifteen, and it's Westbrook. 
Davis and LeBron, and but to, it's 18, 23, and 30. And the efficiency is not good for Russell. Oh, no. If I'm not mistaken, it hasn't been good for AD this year either, especially from three. Uh, Russell Westbrook's player efficiency rating is 15. I'm pretty sure LeBron has the highest three-point percentage. Dude, wait, what? 15? Yeah. Pretty sure. PER, right? 15. That's pretty low, right? What's yep. what's what's league average for PER? Good question. Uh, I have no idea. Um, I'm keeping Malik Monk though on oh, the yeah. squad. Oh, I yeah. agree. I'll do no. he's, a good, he's a good. He's a good three and D player. He's good defense. He's athletic. He's quick. He's good to keep. He's young too. <laughs> he plays well off LeBron too. Yeah, he does. He's one of those players that plays well with LeBron because it just makes sense that he would be playing with LeBron. It's a shooter guy can play good defense. And he can cut too. Like he yep. makes good cuts. You can throw lobs to him despite the fact that he's small. Like. Mm. But yeah. Um, <laughs> so, obviously, the disappointments from this season, obviously, then, are for sure the Lakers. Just, just we didn't, you know, it kind of had a feeling at the start of the season. This could either be, you know, a fantastic year or a complete dumpster fire. And it ended up being a complete dumpster fire. Um, that's obvious. We already talked about all that garbage. Mateo's over here shaking his head because he knows, man, he just, he's so over it. Uh, Lakers fans are tired of the far off false hope over the last couple of years. Um, I will say, besides the one championship, I will say my next one on the list, though, is the Knicks' complete fall from grace over the second half of the season. I don't even want to talk about the Knicks. That was god-awful, dude. <laughs> they went from being – what they were, like, top four in, in the East for a long time, or the top five in the East for a long time, and then just the second half of the year, they just <laughs> shit the bed. They did exactly what I thought they were going to Yeah, do. they were the Knicks. Um, I, didn't, I didn't think – because Julius Randle – he had a great season last year, but he's not a star. Like, he's not the best player on your team if you're a player. No. Like, he shouldn't be anymore. No. I, and then uh, third, I really – it wasn't that it's not expected. You know what I mean? It's more that just I'm more disappointed for their star. The Portland Trailblazers are fucking awful. I'm not going to lie. They did what they should have done, though. Yeah. Except for the trades. The trades were got they didn't get the return no, they should have gotten. No, not for CJ McCollum. But treating this season like a tanking season was the right thing to do. Yeah, I agree. But then there's Damian Lillard puffing his chest out he's saying, hurt, like, right? he's not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm like, bro, you need to get out, bro. Yeah, to you to gotta LA. leave, man. No, I forget. Okay, we gotta get we gotta stop this whole <laughs> Lakers fantasy crap. I, I honestly I love LeBron, I love Westbrook, but I, it's time to put that Lakers shit to bed. Cause like at this point, like he's thirty seven. Anthony Fuck Davis it, is a injury machine. Russell Westbrook is a brick machine, and I really don't see Andrew Davis has still has trade value, but Russell Westbrook has next to none at this point. So I don't see them getting any return for him, even if they do get rid of him. So I think they really missed their mark by not getting DeMar DeRozan, and I'm going to stick to that. If we get something, that's going to be amazing. Yeah, if that'd we be do get something from some good for us. us. Yeah, I highly doubt it though. If anything, it'll be a rookie and like a pick at most. Well, we'll probably get yeah some picks or from player. OKC. Give them give them back to those. Teams, give them back to OKC. <laughs> All right, Joe, we're we're coming up on the last uh, last thirty minutes here, so let's get into just the the last topic of the day. Um, let's talk about contenders, pretenders, and sleepers. <laughs> so, uh, can't be this one for me. Off top, uh, Matt, I'm gonna start with you. Just give me like your four biggest contenders, from one to four. Do you want to do top two in the East, top two in the West? Yeah, let's do that. Let's okay. do that. I got East. I'm sorry, Kenny. I got Philly, and I got um, what's it called Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee. 
And then for the West, I got Golden State and I got the Suns. Okay. Really, Golden yeah, State. Okay. Yeah, I think that's Why Philly? I, just, I really want to know. I just love that combo, bro. Joel and beat in. I love that combo in the regular season. It's very <laughs> untested. I like that. Opinion. I feel like they're going to surprise people. Okay. They could. Okay. They could. Yeah. They that's could. a fair yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, they're two elite players. So yeah, yeah, they are. Know, yeah. We're talking, you know, perenni- or former MVP. And Tyrese Max is awesome. MVP. He is fantastic. I, I like Tyrese watching Max. that kid play. He's fun. Um, I was going to say. Uh, and then sleepers. What about the West, though? Wait, let, let's oh, just yeah, do contenders right. first. Yeah. So uh, I, I think. I, I think your Bucks one is a solid point. Just because it's you know they won the championship last year, didn't matter whether whether ranked, they're it's still basically in second. They're all ranked the same, mm-hmm. or they're in third. I mean, <clears throat> I think Giannis just way. Giannis just is able to just overpower in the playoffs. So I think it Bucks definitely have a serious chance, and I think they have the best chance in the East to get to the agree. finals. But I think still the where, same I, where I disagree with yeah. you, where I don't think Philly's going to get there, I still think they're a second-round exit, is I do think the Boston Celtics have the second-highest chance yeah. because they are just the best best defense team in the league by far. They are a explosive offense with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. They move the ball really well. They move the ball fantastically, yeah. They're a great passing team. They have great plays. They're able to outsmart other teams. I think in a seven-game series, they have a good chance of winning against every single team in the East. And almost, you know, if given the right coaching, which I'm sure they'll get from Brad Stevens, they will. Well, Brad's not the coach anymore. Oh, wait, he's not? Brad Stevens is a GM now. Oh, that's right. I they forgot fired, about they that. They fired D- Danny Ainge. They promoted that's Brad right. Stevens. And I was going to say, we didn't talk about Coach of the Year, but Ime Odoka deserves some consideration yeah. for Coach of the yeah, Year. Yeah, I thought it was Brad Stevens. I agree. Yeah, no, 100%. Ime Odoka, is, he's he's what put in the, the defensive scheme that's got them number one defense in the oh. league right now. And he's also the guy that put in a scheme that has made it so Jay, Jason and Jalen are scoring more within offense rather than just yeah. off isolations. I think like they're great. Been. I think they're, they're a set team. I think they you get them against the Bucks and the in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals, I really could see them potentially winning in a seven-game series. With Rob Williams. I think, it's, I think it's like a 60-40 chance, like split. I think 60 to the Bucks, 40 to the Celtics, with but I Rob, could see them winning. With Rob, I agree with you. you with, Rob, with Rob out, I'd give it 70-30 bucks. Yeah, because Giannis would tear their asses up. I mean, Giannis is going to do Giannis anyway, yeah. but, but with Rob there, like we have a front line that's good enough to, con- to stop them. Relatively, I think either way it comes down to you guys' perimeter defense. The Celtics, if they can lock down on the perimeter against you will. know Middleton that kind of stuff, <laughs> they they'll will. they're set. But I will say, oh, Brooklyn just won by the way against the Knicks. Um, Boston Dude, beat Chicago earlier, as and well. they beat um, them by what twenty something? Uh, one seventeen to ninety four, and the Brooklyn won one ten to ninety eight. Bro, they Boston's been blowing teams out um, like crazy. Yeah, but no, I think. Yeah, Celtics, Bucks for the East, and then for the West, I gotta say it's Suns and Grizzlies. In my opinion, I think just the championship culture at Golden State could definitely get them in there, and they're definitely a close third to my second in the Grizzlies. Um, but I do think it it probably will be the Suns just because they're the better team overall. Uh, I do think the Grizzlies could catch them off guard and could. Well, Grizzlies are one of those teams where if they are gonna catch the Suns off guard, they would have to win the first two immediately. And then after that, they would have to, you know, maybe, maybe they take a loss game three, and then they, I think if they were going to catch a team off guard, like the Suns, like a really good team like that, it would be like a five, six game series. And this, they would, they would end it quickly. So I think it would be six, yeah. I Suns think they would have Ryan's to steal home back? court. Yeah, they would, the Suns wouldn't be able, they wouldn't. What's up? John Moran's coming back? He'll be back for playoffs. Yeah, they, I was going to say, I, if they, they can't let the other team get any chance to like get any kind of like, 
you know, scheme in place kind of thing. Even though, you know, it's a couple of games. They have the time. But I think if they, they catch a team like that off guard. But I do think the Suns are probably going to get in. And if they play against the Bucks, I think they have a decent chance of winning. But in my opinion, if they play against the Boston Celtics, the Boston Celtics are going to be our NBA champion. What? Matt, with Robert Williams. With Robert Williams, that's not crazy at all. Because I could see that perimeter defense really locking Matt, up a Chris hey. Paul and uh, Devin Booker. After, and could see that being just totally bad for the Phoenix. After Suns. the podcast, let me show you, bro. They're they're number one ranked <laughs> defensively. Matt, Matt, hear me out. Number one ranked they, defensively. Number three ranked offensively, bro. And they absolutely engulf. They, Celtics, bro. they engulf <laughs> ball handlers. They engulf ball handlers. They are just so good with steals. They're so good at trapping. Damn, Utah is destroying OKC right now. One thirty-seven yeah, I mean, to ninety-nine. Jesus. Um, but yeah, no, I think that. If Boston plays Phoenix, that could be that would be the Boston Celtics winning. But I think if they played the Bucks, that's a whole different story. I think that's a good seven game series. Are they sitting down the All Stars now or what? Or what is like Devin Booker playing? Uh, I, th- I believe they're sitting their I'm players. Pre- they have no reason. Oh, are they? I believe so. Yeah, it's thirty one to fifty nine. They strike right me now. as the type of team to play them anyway. But it's thirty one fifty nine Clippers. I'm hoping to God that Devin Booker is not playing because if that's the case, that's not a good sign for this game. But at the same time, it is, you know, two games left, and they are, you know, like eight games Clippers ahead of the right second now, place. <laughs> True, they need these wins as well. Um, For me, in the West, Phoenix is there. Um, But it, it's tough for the second spot between Golden State and Memphis. I'm going to give the edge to Golden State just because of the, the – I mean, Steph, but it's really just the, the, the experience culture. and the, the culture. Like, and Draymond, like – Draymond is very important – if Memphis and, and Golden State meet in a series, I feel like. And as and with Clay being the Clay that he's been recently, especially that's where they yeah. came back against Utah the other day and Clay yes. was just hitting ridiculous shots. That team come playoff time, if they look like the twenty fifteen Warriors, like scary. They're scary. So I would give Golden State a slight edge over Memphis right now. Steph and Clay are definitely two of those players where you you know, you kinda you just watch them and you just shake your head like how <laughs> the hell Yeah, how the fuck yeah, are you that shot? Um, I hate watching them play. So Kenny, I think we should start with you then, you know, going right into it. In what are your East? sleepers? Oh wait, 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 let me do oh, my East. My bad, game. I thought you did that already, my fault. Milwaukee is the my favorite out of the East. Even even with a health healthy Rob Williams, Milwaukee's my favorite out of the East. Although I think Boston could beat them. Boston is my number two, and it's and it's a pretty wide margin. Like I think those two are are significantly the top two in the East. But yeah, that but I you know how you said Boston sees Suns in the finals. Mm-hmm. I think Suns taking it, bro. I again, if Boston if with a healthy Rob Williams, if they meet in the finals, I think it's going seven games. And the only reason I would favor Phoenix is because that game seven would be in Phoenix. But. I don't think it's – I think that's a neck-and-neck neck series if a healthy, fully healthy yeah. Boston meets a fully healthy Phoenix. Yeah. So what is your – what are your sleepers in, Kenny? I'd say probably like one for each conference, yeah? I'm going to – let me – I think I might give two for each conference. Let me just take Go a look for at the yeah. really quick. Mine for the East is definitely the Bulls. Nah. Ah, nah. I got to disagree. Nah, I got to disagree. disagreeing with that too. All right, let me, let, me, let me do this. Let me do this. So in the East, Raptors are my first sleeper pick. Um – just because they, they're scary matchup-wise for really yeah. any team, and I feel like they could catch any team off guard. Yeah, There's not really anyone in the East that I don't think they could take to six games, and I think once you get to six games, anything can happen at that point. Um, so Toronto's my sleeper in the East, and then Brooklyn. I know I know a lot of people would say, oh, like, yeah. some people would lean to Brooklyn being contenders. Yeah. 
I wouldn't say they're contenders just because of the like they haven't been together enough this year. But they're certainly sleepers. Where if they all of a sudden beat a Milwaukee, would we like be genuinely surprised? I don't know. I don't really know. So how about Miami, bro? I I was I wouldn't that in mind. I was gonna get into them as pretenders. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> even though more, I gave I them an A say, I was gonna give them a slash between sleeper and pretender. So what are your what are your uh, I'll get into that in a minute. What are your uh, Western Conference sleepers? The first one is Dallas. Okay, because yeah. they're I don't know how they've been this good defensively, but they're one of the best defensive teams in the league. And when you have one of the best defenses in the league, combine that with Luka surrounded by shooters, really tough to guard, really tough to score on. Dallas is a sleeper team because although I don't think they would be a Memphis or a Phoenix or a Golden State, I also don't think that it would be a walk in the park series. Like I think, yeah. they, uh, like Toronto, they could take any team to six, and once you're at six, anything can happen. I agree. My sleeper team for the West, another the one, Clippers. Wait, that's that's who I was gonna say next is the Clippers because they mm. looked really good without PG, and now PG's back. And if they get the seventh seed, they're matched up matched up with Memphis. And that experience, I don't think they would beat Memphis, yeah. but that experience might be enough <coughs> yeah. to make it a close series. And and if they can get out of the first round, then they're really. Kawhi's serious. definitely not coming back. He might. They they're talking. Mid April for Kawhi, which would be right around mid first round. So, which makes him really scary if he comes back. Yeah, like Kawhi, if he does come back. That's, that's really scary. scary, and he'll be rusty, but it's still it's Kawhi Leonard. Um, so I'm thinking for me, for the East, I kind of like you were saying, I kind of have the Miami Heat as pretenders, and I and I also have them as a sleeper because you know what I mean. I, we might just be straight up disrespecting the hell out of the Heat right now. <laughs> it could go either because that's the thing about them is they are number one in the East. You know they didn't get that you know from straight luck, and they're a good team top to bottom. They have some great you know overall team play. They can get the points they need from several different options. Um, so I have them as a sleeper and pretender because of the same reason they don't have any stars and they don't really have anything that really stands out as a team but they are you know the best team in the east and i would have to say for my other sleeper i would also probably have to say the probably the brooklyn nets as well um i think you know it, we're talking kevin durant and Kyrie irving here but this isn't some joke like they're two of the best players in the league kevin durant is 100%. perennial top three player of the league since he was in the league so um, I think they definitely hear, you know, if they make it through the play-in, uh, bar injuries and stuff like that, they get into a round against someone like the Miami Heat, they could take down the Miami Heat in the first round. Oh, if, yeah. You know what I mean? So I definitely think that's the case. And then for the West, um, I'd have to say I agree with your uh, Dallas Mavericks pick because like you were saying they could really take any team to six and you know it They have Luka Doncic, you know, what I mean this kid can go off for 45 points in a game out of nowhere And he could really take down a team by himself So there's a chance they could win a couple series and they could you know, it's I I see their floor as second round exit I see their ceiling as Western Conference visit You know what I mean the finals Western I Conference see finals. I would see their ceiling as finals, but that everything would have to fall just perfect. Yeah. Who else could be a sleeper in Minnesota? I'm saying the Denver Nuggets. Minnesota is also really good. There's a lot I of They're really think about good, it, but, but I feel like something about that team makes me think something's going to fall apart. You have Nuggets for what? A sleeper. For a sleeper? Yeah. I think th if they, I if know they get they're low. I know they're six, but they're only. Is uh, Jamal Murray talking about coming back? They're like four games behind the third seed. So I think like. Not bar like the injuries, uh, even with Murray. Like I think, I don't know. There's something about 
watching uh, Jokic in the playoffs, mm-hmm. he is just he's so calm. You know what I mean? And he makes his teammates calm, and that's why they got as far as they did in the year against the Lakers uh, is because of that. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. obviously last year they didn't get as far because of the injuries and stuff like that. But still, they played really well for what they had, mm-hmm. and I think that's one hundred percent due to uh, to Nikola Jokic. Um, Jokic has a real case for best player. If oh he, yeah, if Giannis wasn't, he's around, the best center in the league, in my opinion. I would agree. Yeah, it's best cl- Embiid big man is, in general. Embiid actually. is right there, but I would give it to Jokic. I th- yeah, I was gonna say Embiid over like scoring wise, like best like dominant, like straight dominance, mm-hmm. Joel Embiid. Embiid. But yeah. we're talking best like overall player center wise or even big man wise. I'd give it to Jokic. He can do anything. Plays it hell. He could pace. if they wanted to. They could have him yeah. bring the ball up court. He's he got big, great ball handling as a center. Fat boy, <laughs> I love him, bro. I love watching him because he doesn't look like he should kill you, but he does. He's a sneaky man. So, <laughs> did you did you want to say anything about sleepers, Matt? No, I got you were one. gonna you you were gonna say the Clippers too. I did say the Clippers. Is there anything you would say about them that like wasn't already said? Uh, no, just uh, I hope Kawhi comes back. Oh, you mentioned Minnesota too. What? Oh yeah, you were, you were they, talking about Minnesota. Minnesota. Minnesota would either play Memphis or Phoenix in the first round. Yeah. That'd be nah. That's quick. That's it's a quick tough. series. It's tough against. I think against but Minnesota Memphi- is really good. I think Memphis. against Memphis. They are, yes, yeah. I agree with that. I think against Memphis, it's a six game series because you're talking Jaron Jackson or Stephen Adams against you know Cat. You know he's great defensive center versus a great. But offensive he's got to chase Cat on that three point. Yeah, line, exactly. That's, that's, tough for that's, that's it's gonna be rough. But, but they this, would put the they would probably put, put Jaron Jackson or something on it. Exactly. Yeah, they would probably put Trey J on him. One hundred percent. And I think like just and not even that. I think they could probably switch him off and on. Like if he's going to go try and go in the post and bully Jaron Jackson, throw Stephen. Even Adams into they'll just switch him on real quick mm-hmm. on like a slight switch and just uh, that's a good way to defend it and you can double him as well with both and then he's gonna have real troubles and then I think Anthony Edwards has a better chance of playing better against Memphis than he would against the Suns because I feel Phoenix like they're would gonna stick McCall on him and he yeah would they'd stick time. bridges on him and he'd be screwed um, and I think mm-hmm. against Memphis their best option if he's already if he's balling against Memphis against like a uh, against like jaw or something like that their best option is throwing Patrick Beverly in there and like 2012 do it mm-hmm. that's you know that's your that's I don't great. think anyone can guard Jarre. but 2022 Patrick Beverly May not be great because that kid is fast. There's no one who can guard Jaw right now. No, there's not. Not at all. He is Allen Iverson part two. You can slow him down, but you can't guard Jaw Morant. Nope. I definitely agree with you on that. I could. (laughs) And then Um, pretenders. Yeah. You want to go first on this one, Matt? What'd you say? You want to give a pretender for for the uh, East and the West? Like someone that, just like somebody who you yeah. you really would not may- see coming up. Yeah, maybe they're like they're, they're a team. Up, they're high up, but you don't trust it at all. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like this fool's gonna say Boston, and I'm gonna be so salty. <laughs> nah, for the what? I feel like Memphis. You think they're the pretenders? Yeah. I can see I'm it just because s- of the lack of experience. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. And then for the East, can we say the East ones? I'll go Bulls. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's my picks right there. Yeah, I'd have to I'd have to agree with you on the the West one for sure. Like I know I'd said they were going to be a contender, and I still have them as a contender, but they're definitely one of those ones who they're either like. 
they're definitely making it to the Western Conference Finals at least, mm-hmm. or they're getting knocked in the first round. You know what yeah, I mean? They can yeah, either be they, the biggest sleeper, or the, not the biggest sleeper, the biggest contender, or one of the biggest contenders, or they could be the biggest pretender in this in this playoffs. And so I really do have to agree with you on that. Memphis could be mm-hmm. the serious pretender in Memphis this. Memphis could do, yeah. But I think the other one is... Um, I thought, I, was gonna um, say I thought you were going to say Boston. No, uh, no. For another one that's up there for me it could also be Golden State because I feel like someone's going to get hurt. Um, Steph is probably <coughs> going to be out for the first round. Probably, which could be that, scary that, if that they're playing. Be downfall. If they're playing a Denver in the first round, yeah, without Steph screwed. Curry, that's tough. they're screwed if they're playing Denver. Um, but for pretenders for the East, uh, obviously, like I said a minute ago, Miami, um, just because I feel like they could fall. They they might just get overpowered by star power. Um, and I think another one is the 76ers. Honestly, they have a ch- I have serious, like their ceiling for me is Eastern Conference Finals and their floor is first round exit. And I leaning more towards the chance of first round exit than any, than uh, Western or the Eastern Conference Finals. You think they, they lose to Toronto? I, yeah, I think not necessarily lose to Toronto, but whoever they end up playing in the first round, I think is going to give them a hard time. Um, you know, I could be completely wrong. MB might shut us all up, and like, I, th- I think have they'll get first, out of the like, first full round energy of playoff run. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But it kind of just depends on how MB's playing. Because if MB's tired, that's it. I think Philly will get out of the first round with ease. It's the second round that concerns me about Philly, because and it's it's not even necessarily Philly as a team. It's matchup based. Like mm-hmm. you're going to be playing one of Boston. Well, actually, no, they might even end up pl- playing Miami in the second round. Now that I think about it, so yeah, I would say Eastern Conference Finals is their ceiling too. Yeah. Because I, I just think once you meet, match up with either Boston or Milwaukee, that's where the road ends for them. So besides the Lakers, <coughs> what team that didn't make the playoffs this year are you most, like, damn, or, like, surprised well, about, or, like, you know what I mean? Let me mention my pretenders really quick. Go for um, it, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Sorry, my fault. The So in the West, my biggest pretender is Utah. Yeah. Because I don't even think they're going to make a playoff run. Like, no. I, no matter who they play, they could play anybody in that Western Conference playoff bracket. I don't think they're getting out of the first second round. Second round ceiling. I don't even I don't even think they're getting to the second round. Like, I don't care. It doesn't even matter who they play. I don't think they're going to get to the second and, round. And that's that's more what I'm saying. Like, for ceiling, I think, like, they're. I'm definitely saying the first round, mm-hmm. like you are saying, for sure. But I think, at most, no chance they get fast second round. Because as of right now, they're going to end up playing one of either Golden State or Dallas, and I don't see them beating <laughs> either of those teams. I don't. I, I don't even see that series going past six games, if it gets to six games. So it's just Donovan Mitchell's going to have insane amount of numbers. That's it. Yeah. And then my pretender in in the yeah, East. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell hero ball for sure. I would have two pretenders in the East. I would have Philly and I would have Miami. The reason. The what concerns me about Miami is we talked earlier about how half court offense is so important in the playoffs. They don't have other than Tyler Hero, Hero they don't have a go get a bucket guy, yeah. and that in the playoffs concerns me. And Tyler Hero, I don't even think is enough of a go get a bucket guy to really like. I mean, Jimmy Butler can at times, but the thing is, is he's definitely not who he was anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of definitely not as much as usual for sure. I agree yep. with you on that. Because like even even looking at a team like a Toronto, I see Toronto and Miami is very similar. Toronto still has Fred Van Fleet, who can go get you a bucket in mm-hmm. clutch situations, and he's proven it time and time again. Pascal Siakam the same. So I just I, I, Miami for that reason, but that's not to say they're a bad team. I think they're an amazing team, and yeah. I think they could shut me up. So oh yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, any team on this list could shut us up for sure. But at the same time, some mm-hmm. of them I feel like have more of a chance than others for sure. And then Philly, like 
like I said, it's just matchup based. I think if they run into Milwaukee or Boston, if they can avoid Milwaukee or Boston, yeah, Philly to the finals. But if they <laughs> got to play Milwaukee or Boston, I don't think they're winning. A that series. miracle would have to happen for that because they're going to have to play one of them in the second round. Yep, Miami, Miami would have to. Oof. Milwaukee would have to take out Boston or something. Like they, it would have to. It would have to be something. They'd both have to lose in the first round or something, dude. That yeah, I agree. With you. But like like you're saying, Miami and Philly for sure. I have to agree for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who did you say your West was again? The West I had Utah. Utah, that's right. Um, If I was going to pick another pretender in the West, it would be Memphis, but I really like Memphis. (laughs) Yeah, I'm praying it's not a pretend situation. Yeah, I don't think – I would put Memphis in contender, but they very well could be a pretender too, like just because of the lack of experience. But next season, if they are a pretender this year, next season I don't think we should take them lightly. All right, fellas. I think – Right now, eight thirty-two. We're coming up on the on the end of our reservation here, so probably gotta end this off soon. Felt like a good first podcast, fellas. I felt like it was really good for it's our cool first time doing fun. this. Sounds good. I can't wait to see what happens in the next week in this league. At this point, next you got three games left. That Eastern Conference standings could really shift up here in the next three games. See, Boston could end up being the four. Philly could be the two. But, you know, the Bucks could move up or down as well. It's Never really did. just kind of up in the air. And that the planes can the, in the East could completely move around. So we have no idea what's going to happen. Hundred percent. All right. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the BLS podcast. Um, we'll see you guys here next week. We hope you enjoyed and peace. Later. See you.